Hi, welcome to the Gab with Gab podcast. I am your host, Gabriella. If I know you personally, hello, thank you for listening. If I don't know you personally, hello, nice to meet you, thank you for listening. I am back after a much needed break. You know, I recorded my last episode in December and now it's early February, but I'm so happy to be back and I'm back with a fun episode. I really want to talk about the hit HBO show Euphoria. I first watched Euphoria a few years ago whenever it came out with its first season and I was anxiously awaiting this new season that was delayed due to COVID and as some of you may know, I am a big Euphoria fan. I love Zendaya. I love a lot of the actors that are features in the show. I also really love the cinematography and set design in the show. I really like how it looks visually and I feel like the acting is really strong um, even whenever the writing isn't that strong but I really love it and so I was excited to watch this new season. So in this episode, I want to recap the first four episodes of the second season. So Zendaya came out and said that there's going to be eight episodes, so we're already halfway through. So I want to discuss the first half in this episode and then later on whenever the next four episodes premiere, I will discuss those in a later episode. But let's go ahead and get into it. Alright, so with this season premiere, we finally get the highly demanded Fesco episode. So in the first few scenes, we learn why Fesco lives with his grandma in Ashtray. So it turns out that Fesco's grandma was a drug dealer and he kind of grew up with his grandma as a motherly figure since neither of his parents were involved in his life. And as he got older, his grandmother became ill. So So at a young age, he had to take on the family business of dealing drugs. And then we also learned that Ashtray is a young boy that Fesco's grandmas took in. And Fesco and his grandma kind of treated Ashtray as one of their own. And through a series of events, we're shown how deep of a connection that Fesco and Ashtray actually have. You know, they have this deep brotherly bond and they love and protecting each other and you know how far they're willing to go in order to make sure that they are still in each other's lives which is really sweet and then we're introduced to a new group of characters so Lori who's a female drug dealer is introduced and also Faye who's just an addict that somehow found herself in this, you know, tough situation. So Fesco, Ashtray, and Rue head over to Lori's house to do a deal. And before the deal is made, Fesco has to assure Lori that Rue's not an addict and that he loves and trusts her, which, you know, of course, causes trouble later on. And in my opinion, the first half of the episode that takes place at Lori's house and the second half of the episode that takes place at the New Year's Eve party seem like two separate episodes. I love both halves but I don't think they really mesh well together. It just seemed kind of disjointed to me but anyways 
Um, we're shown the New Year's Eve party. So basically everyone who goes to Euphoria High, I'm not sure what the high school's name is. So I'm just going to say that it's Euphoria High. A lot of the students are attending. So we have Cassie, Maddie, Kat, Jules, and you know, all of the side characters that are involved with them. And so this party scene kind of raised a few questions for myself. First of all, I don't understand why Lexi would let Cassie drunkenly get out of the car on the way to the party and not chase after her. Like, if Lexi knew that Cassie was not in a right state of mind and that something bad might happen to her in the night, I don't know, despite them getting into an alleged fight, if my sister was... In that state, I wouldn't let her go out on her own. Um, and especially if they were in an area that they're not really familiar with. Because when we're first seeing Cassie, she's at a gas station. And, you know, she's by herself alone, you know, in a dress and a heel. So she's not even in, like, comfortable clothing either. There's no way that I would let my sister go out on her own and it seems like a lot of time has passed by the time that Cassie gets out the car and Lexi gets to the party it's just like why are you just now asking where Cassie is and worried about where Cassie is I would have been worried from the moment that she got out the car like I don't even know if I would have gone to the party because you know she's not going to be there she has no no ride anyways second of all why would Cassie get into the car with Nate? This just seemed like trouble from the start. Like, if you're Maddie's best friend and you know how abusive and toxic that Nate is, I wouldn't even feel safe getting into the car with him. You know, he just bought beer. He's going to be drinking it along the way. You know, he's under the influence. And then whenever she got into the car and they drove to the party together... His uh, speed was going up to like 70, 80 miles per hour. I was nervous that they were going to get into a crash. I don't know how they made it safely because they were up on a hill too. They were like swerving and turning. It, it did not seem like a good situation at all. But moving on, the scene of Maddie banging on the bathroom door when Nate and Cassie are in the bathroom together was very iconic to me and I have one critique it is impossible that Maddie didn't hear Nate and Cassie talking on the other side of the door like Cassie was very visibly like whispering and like crying and it just it I know that, that the music at the party was probably really loud but Maddie like basically had her ear against the door like there's no way that she didn't hear them talking to each other on the other side of it that just didn't seem very realistic to me but um another question I had was when did Jules and Kat become good friends I know it's been a while since I've watched the first season but I don't really remember Kat and Jules interacting with each other but at the winter formal Jules got on a train to go who knows where and we don't know when she came back. So within what time of Jules leaving, 
And coming back, did she and Kat apparently develop this close friendship where they're spending almost the entirety of the party together, you know, and laughing and giggling and smiling. And, you know, at one point, Jules apologized to Kat for not being like as good of a friend as she thought that she would be. You know, she kisses her on the shoulder, you know, which is like a very intimate thing to do. Like, I wouldn't even do that with someone that, you know, I'm not really close with. But it's just something that I observed if any of y'all have like insider knowledge on how this friendship began but overall i thought that this season premiere was a really strong first episode besides me thinking that the first half and the second half didn't mesh well together but i have to admit that even though rue is technically the main character i care about her plot line the least which is interesting you know the people that I care the most about is probably Maddie and Cassie just because there's so much, you know, undisclosed information going on between them and it's just building up the anticipation to whenever Cassie eventually admits to what she's doing and, you know, we get a beat down. But yeah, I just... I'm not invested in Rue's character anymore and I feel like her character is just gonna go downhill from here. Alright, moving on to the second episode. My first comment is that Nate is so sick and twisted. He has this dream sequence while he's in the hospital where he imagines that Cassie is pregnant and he admits that he's falling in love with her and that he wants to start a family with her and at the end Cassie gives birth to you know his baby but also within this dream sequence he gets glimpses of not only Maddie but also jewels which is like is he in love with three different people like I think he might genuinely be falling in love with Cassie but I think his relationship with Maddie is so messed up that he doesn't really love her but the fact that Jules was also in the sequence as well is like does he also love Jules as well? With it's just it's just so it's so messy. And I just don't think that Nate and Cassie's love story is that believable because I just don't think that Nate and Cassie could be in love with each other when they barely even talk about anything like anytime we've seen the two of them together it's just whenever they're like hooking up like there's no like deep and thoughtful conversations happening it's like how can you be in love with a person that you know literally nothing about like it's just it's just not convincible to me but anyways I like that a new side of Maddie is shown through her babysitting you can tell that she genuinely cares for the kid and their interactions with each other are just so funny and anytime he came up in the episode I thought it was really sweet and I hope there is a little bit of more of him in the future because I think the the actor that plays him is just so cute but I hate that Kat's 
only plot line is her relationship with Ethan. It's not really clear what suddenly happened between them because I think at the winter formal it was when they officially got together and then whenever they were together at the New Year's Eve party you know he joined Cat and Jules later on and then whenever we were shown like Cat and Ethan together it was like really lovey-dovey and them telling each other you know I love you and then Jules just looking on like y'all are so gross guys but it just seems like a drastic change within their dynamic for Ethan and Kat to apparently be in love with each other and then one day Kat just be like I can't stand Ethan it's like girl what happened like I understand like you can't you can't convince yourself that you're in love with someone that you're not but it seemed like she genuinely liked Ethan and, you know, like, we haven't seen any bad qualities from Ethan, so it's hard for the audience to, like, root against him and their relationship and, like, want Kat and Ethan to break up. Like, we don't have any reasoning for, for the audience to want them to break up. And I also saw someone comment, if you have to make a pros and cons list about the boy that you're with, it's over. Like, just just end it stop leading him on stop making him think that he's in this genuine relationship when you're just not feeling it sorry ethan and also Kat was messed up for inviting jules and maddie to her date with ethan and then he's just sitting by himself while they're bowling and taking pictures it just it was sad like come on Kat, just give him some one-on-one time and then if you really feel like this relationship isn't going anywhere then you can break it off. But if you have your friends constantly around whenever you're trying to spend time with each other, you really can't figure out if you want to be in this relationship or not, in my opinion. So when Nate and Cassie hang out again after hooking up at the New Year's Eve party, it's implied that both Rue and Maddie can sense something going on between them because Rue saw Cassie get into Nate's car and she was just kind of like, what is going on and just kind of like moved about her business and then whenever Maddie and Cassie took Nate to the hospital after he got beat up by Fez Maddie could see in the rearview mirror that Cassie was holding on to Nate's hand which is a pretty intimate thing to do with someone that Maddie thinks you're not close with so I'm interested to see if either Maddie or Rue bring up the situation between Cassie and Nate first because I feel like there's a reason that both of these characters see something that the other characters don't see too. And there's not much else to talk about with this episode. The only significant thing that happened was that Nate revealed to his dad that he has the tape of him and Jules and overall it seemed like this episode was a weak filler episode after a very strong season premiere. Alright moving on to the third episode I have to admit I do not care about Cal's storyline. Cal is a terrible person and Sam Levinson the writer of Euphoria 
will not convince me to feel bad for him. Yes, it's true that Cal's backstory about being a closeted gay man and then after he finally confesses his feelings for his male best friend, finds out that his girlfriend is pregnant and therefore cannot pursue a relationship with this man is really sad and tragic. But it doesn't justify the person that Cal has become in present time. And I just don't think that Cal deserves a whole episode dedicated to him. And his storyline is even more incorporated this season than it was last season. It's like every 10 minutes, we have Cal on the screen. And I just don't like his character at all. And I don't understand why we have a Cal episode before we have a Lexi or BB episode. Like, Lexi has become a more prevalent character in this season. And yes, she does have her own monologues every now and then, and her plotline about the play is apparent this season, but we still don't really know that much about Lexi's backstory and her childhood growing up with her mom and Cassie, and we don't know almost anything about BB. Like, she appears every few episodes delivers a line and then she leaves like she's obviously very close friends with Maddie and the other girls because she was invited to Maddie's birthday party and I think her character is really cute and funny and I feel like she would be the type of girl that I grew up around in my neighborhood so I think she deserves her own episode too anyways moving on Rue is so wrong for gaslighting Gina into thinking that she's not using hardcore drugs anymore. Gina has been through enough after her father's death and after finding Rue overdosed and she doesn't deserve to continue to be lied to. Like it is very obvious that Gina really cares for and loves Rue and for Rue to just lie to her face like that and tell her that she's only smoking weed is really messed up. The montage of Cassie waking up at 4 a.m. to get ready for school is one of my favorite moments in the show so far. I can really relate to it because I know what it's like to get up early before school, to get dressed up, to try to impress your school crush, and I just think it's it was really entertaining because all the like self-care and beauty routines that Cassie goes through every morning is something that I I pretty much did when I was in high school, but then once I got to college, I was like, I do not care how I look. It was, it, I like, the beginning of college, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get up before my early classes, I'm going to get dressed, but then by the end of it, I was like, I'm going to show up looking busted, and I don't care who sees me. They had me covering my eyes and cringing when Cassie confessed about being in love with Nate, only for that scene to not be real. I knew whenever it was unfolding before my eyes I was like it is way too soon for them to be revealing this information to Maddie and the other characters already like we need to build up some more tension we need more plot development so whenever they 
revealed that it, it didn't really happen, I was disappointed. But I was like, good thing because it could have gone a lot farther and Maddie could have gotten way more mad about what's happening because there would have been more time for things to unfold. Also, it was iconic whenever Cassie, Maddie, and the boy that Maddie babysits were sunbathing by the pool while listening to Selena. I thought that was really nice um, that they're incorporating like Maddie's Hispanic heritage more into the show. I noticed also during the party scene that they were listening to Spanish music, which I think is nice because like, yeah, obviously like some Hispanic people are going to be listening to Hispanic music sometimes. And I think it's nice that both that's something that she can share with like the people that she hangs around with. Uh, also, any scene featuring Elliot, you're probably wondering why I haven't like mentioned his character at all to this point it's because any scene featuring him is so cringy to me like this includes the one where Jules was interrogating him about his feelings for Rue and the writing during that scene was unbelievably bad and also the scene where he admits to Jules that he has feelings for her and he's like but you're smart and you're quirky, but you're introverted and you're sexy. And it was just, I I cannot stand this man. And you're telling me this man makes so much money off of selling music stems that he is under the age of 18 and he can live on his own. Where are his parents? Also, you're telling me that he can show up to Euphoria High with these tattoos all over his body and the face tats on his face and no one's going to tell him to cover it up because people were tripping whenever people would show up to my high school with a little nose piercing. So, And I went to a public school, so that does not add up to me. The drug sale uh, between Lori and Rue is the beginning of the end for Rue's character, I feel. Because she's going to have such easy access to drugs. And Lori told her, if you don't give me my money back, I'm going to find a way for you to pay me back. And that's just scary to me. And I saw one of the previews, I think for the next episode, the fifth episode, that it shows a shot of a closed door with the lock on it. And people were speculating that Lori's going to like lock Rue up until she gets her money back. Because I think it was the door to the closet where she hides her drugs usually. And I don't know. I fear that Rue is going to use them and she's not going to have the money to give her. Also, Rue had no right to be disrespectful to Allie like that whenever she was saying like, well, no one's really looking at you to be a father figure or what you're going to do, you're going to hit me. Like, all Allie wanted to do was to be a mentor and father figure to her. And she had no right to be rude to him. Like, all he asked was, what's in the bag? You didn't have to, you could be like school books. You didn't have to be, like, rude about it. And I feel like she's going to eventually push everyone away because she's not only been rude to Gina, but also rude to Jules and Allie at this point. Like, all that stuff is for her to be disrespectful to her mom, and then that would be the end. Overall, this episode should have focused, in my opinion, more on the beloved characters, but instead, it's making us watchers 
want to empathize with a literal predator, which I refuse to do. Alright, moving on to the last episode, I thought that the sequence in the beginning that recreated and reenacted iconic art was very beautiful. You know, we have the Frida Kahlo painting, we have the picture of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and the scene from Titanic where Jack and Rose are embracing each other. I thought it was a really cool concept and it really showed just how talented the set designers for the show are and how talented the cinematographers are as well and how well they're able to work together hand in hand and develop these beautiful shots. Controversial opinion, but I do not think that Jules loves Rue. If Jules really loved Rue, then she wouldn't even entertain the idea of hooking up with Elliot. Like, Jules got jealous whenever Rue and Elliot were only forming, like, a friendship. And so, the fact that she doesn't even think about how her hooking up with Elliot would impact her relationship with Rue just shows that she doesn't love her like I think Jules actions speak more than her words and yeah she can say how much she loves and adores Rue but we know or I know or think that she really doesn't love her at all because if you really love someone you're not even going to think about getting together with someone else or hooking up with someone else also, why would Elliot and Jules steal the alcohol from the gas station and then get mad at Rue for drinking it? Like, did they think that the alcohol was just going to be for themselves? Because Jules didn't know that Rue was under the influence of drugs, but Elliot did. So yeah, I don't agree with Rue mixing like substances, but it was just so awkward that they were like, why are you drinking the alcohol? Like, who, did, who was the alcohol bought for if not all three of them? And when Rue asked to get dropped off at her house, why did Elliot and Jules drop her off on the side of a highway? Like, they were nowhere near her home. And if Rue is both drunk and high, I don't know how she made it back to her house. And they didn't seem concerned at all about her making it back home. Also, I saw someone on Twitter say that Sam Levinson would rather give Cal and Cassie a several-minute dance scene than give Kat some lines, and it's so true. Like, for those of you who don't know, it's rumored that Sam Levinson and Barbie Ferreira, the actress that plays Kat, have tension between them. That's why... Cat really doesn't have any lines this season and why Barbara Forever wasn't at the season premiere of the show. So it's apparent that there's something going on between them. Some people say it's because Barbie Ferreira didn't agree with the way that Sam Levinson was writing Kat's character and didn't like the direction that her character was going, which I agree with. Like if you don't think that your character is being written properly, I think it's appropriate to speak up because at the end of the day, that actress is the one who's supposed to be embodying the character. And if she feels like something isn't natural to that character, it's not going to be 
realistic on the big screen. When Elliot confesses to Jules that Rue isn't sober before they start hooking up, why is she so surprised? Like, Rue is high all the time and she's not doing weed, she's doing hardcore drugs. And you can tell when somebody is high, like, they're not mentally there, like, they're not speaking right, they're not acting right. The fact that Jules is so surprised by this revelation seems like she's not really paying attention to Rue or to the interactions that she has with Rue because she knows what Rue is like when she's sober and what she's like whenever she's relapsed. In my opinion, I don't think Rue died at the end of the episode, but I think she did overdose because obviously we have the church scene and also the scene where she um, embraces her dad, but I don't think that they would kill her character this early on in the show and halfway through the season like we still have four more episodes to go but hopefully if she did overdose Gina's not the one that found her because to have that traumatic experience twice would really impact her character. One observation I had was if Maddie and Jules are good friends then why wasn't Jules at Maddie's birthday party? Like Whenever Kat invited Maddie and Jules on her bowling day with Ethan, at one point, Jules told Maddie, I wish you would see yourself the way the world sees you. And that's a, a really sweet thing to say. And then they sort of like hold each other for the rest of that scene. And if they are such good friends, then why wasn't Jules at the birthday party? I understand that they probably had it, wanted to have like the A, B, and C plot, but it just left me feeling confused in the end. Overall, I'm not a fan of the direction that this season is going so far, and I just refuse to even, like, think or talk about Cal's storyline because I just do not care. All right, that's it for this episode of The Gab with Gab. My final thoughts are the cinematography and set design for the season is on point, but it doesn't make up for the bad writing from Sam Levinson. Also, the graphic nature of the season is out of control, and especially since it's supposed to involve teenagers, not adults, it's getting to the point where a lot of the sexual and violent content is getting out of control. But nonetheless, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want, you can go ahead and follow and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And you can also go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram. Our at is at the gab with gab. And as always, if you ever have any ideas or suggestions for the podcast, feel free to reach out to me and I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. Bye.